Alrighty, usual intro to just let you guys know to check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, at It's Sportsgasmic on Twitter, or just search Sportsgasmic on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, as, yeah, we're still getting getting things going on those kind of platforms with what we're doing. Um, yeah, and the website, keep that in your, in your ra- on your radar for when we start getting some more content up there beyond the pod. Uh, nothing much else to say, really. Um, Shay's got his three points clear going as well. He's throwing little bits up there here and there, and it's good stuff. So give him the love as well. And, uh, yeah, good pod coming up. We uh, dive into a bit of the NBA China <laughs> craziness. Uh, some talk about um, marijuana and football and society in general, I guess, and, and then just some usual footy chat. But, yeah, there's some big topics to cover this week, and um, it's uh, good stuff. So, yeah, let's get into it. Sports Gasmic Pod back for another week with Shay on the line. How are you? Yep. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Have yeah. today off of school, ready to break down some big, big topics. Yep, yep. And I am sober this week, so it's a good start. <laughs> for now. Compared for to, now. Yeah, well, you know, I might crack a couple of cans, but it won't be the, you know, the saga that was last week where I'd had way too many before we even started and decided to open a bottle of gin. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot how like how many important things we talked about while like you're pretty buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm... by the time the soccer pod rolled around, we were just you know, just talking about how bad Spurs is, which I can do all day. Yeah. <laughs> which will come up <laughs> on the next pod we record today again. But yeah yeah, 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 no, I was a mess. I woke well after we finished recording, I I think I, I had the intention of taking a nap before the Liverpool game, which is just a terrible idea when you're drunk at 3 a.m. because as soon as you fall asleep, you're not waking back up. You're again. out, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I, I guess I made the I made the decision to go have a nap in our spare room rather than wake Andrea up, which is actually like, seems like a classy. really, uh, yeah, quite a classy move for someone that was as drunk and wild as I was at the time. And the spare room had no pillows, and when I woke up at like 8.45, there was a pillow under my head and another blanket there, and I was like, this is weird. And I guess Andrea had gone on a little mission to find me that morning and found me in the spare room and brought me a pillow. So that was quite sweet of her. But yeah, it was a it was it was a rough 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 day that day. But I made it to cricket training and all was good. All right, proud of you. <laughs> yeah, and the pods just got uploaded a little bit later because I was yeah just too too hungry and I had to actually listen back to them properly before I uploaded them because I couldn't remember what was on them. Yeah, which is just yeah. Fantastic. It was uh, a whirlwind. Yeah, <laughs> you told me you were gonna go dance in the garden after uh, after you we were done with the second pod. <laughs> so I don't know if you did that before you went in the spare room, but <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I probably went and peed out in the garden and probably did a little dance, um, <laughs> which would probably just be trying to stay vertical while I'm peeing. But um, yeah, the garden gets a water every every time we pod usually because it's just the easiest um, toilet point really from from my little recording studio here in the house. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a man thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, trundling onto some <laughs> topics about sports rather than about where I pee and the amount of alcohol I drank last week. Uh, 
And we will be talking to some football later on in this pod, but there's a couple of big kind of, well, one big news story that's really dominating um, the uh, American sports sphere at the moment and is kind of bubbling over into both politics and and the greater American interest in uh, other countries and how we how we have how our relations are affected in those countries is the um, Daryl Morey sending out a little a little tweet. This is such a 21st century story too that it starts from a tweet and ends in. Um, you know, China <laughs> shutting politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so Darren Morey sent out a tweet in support of I can't remember the exact content of this, but it's essentially just a Hong Kong support. Uh, the just support, for the Hong support Kong. yeah, yeah. And uh, due to the Rockets having some ties to um, China and well, the NBA as well, the NBA like, as well, but the China, you know the Rockets in particular, market. Yeah, for the NBA. Uh, it's come to the point where. I think there was some. I think the Lakers Nets game that's there in a day or two. They were talking about how like there was some shrug shoulders apparently about whether it would go ahead. They they're saying it will still, but to get to that they didn't point, air a couple of games. So, yeah, that they were supposed to over there. So yeah, it's kind of like a geopolitical problem, you know. Like <laughs> it's shocking and it's stupid because I think the key thing that you said was little tweet. It was not like a well thought out like essay about the Hong Kong China dispute. Currently, mm-hmm. it was just support for democracy, basically, which we talk about a lot on this pod. And you would, in again, kind of like when we talked about the Iron Front, you wouldn't think that it would be a controversial take what Daryl Morey said. But China is a huge superpower, and they don't like freedom of speech as much as some countries. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into it super hard, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, we don't, and we don't have to get into the the, the nuances of uh, politics in China and how and and their society in particular. But as as it pertains to this story, it's really um, it it is interesting in the sense that, like, you know, the NBA is obviously having a really as over the last fifteen twenty years really pushing into China because they see it as a major market because. Um, obviously just a lot of people there and a lot of people that are hungry for content with sports and things to follow. You know, you've seen the Chinese Super League in soccer trying to bring over mm. big players, paying big money to get players over there. And it's the same with the NBA, playing like a lot of money being pumped into um, getting the games over there, like the preseason uh, and the, the China Chinese, whatever the TV is. It's called CCTV. It's Chinese uh, something TV. I always just think of security, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of money going into that. So having the game suspended, uh, and then I don't know if you saw Rachel Nichols' tweets. I was watching her on um, Sports Center with SVP earlier too, um, and she was coming live. And I, just, I think <laughs> quite brave of her to just be standing there talking about the NBA in a country that's. Her, she had a Twitter video of them pulling down like a guy just hanging off the side of a building that had this, you know, massive, you know, thirty foot billboard of the, like supporting or st- stickers on the side of a building or something like that. Mm-hmm. advertising the Lakers-Nets game and he's in the process of pulling it off the building. Like, And then she said that when the Lakers players turned up at the hotel, usually there'd be hundreds and hundreds of people around. She said there were maybe dozens. That was it. That was it. And then when they were filming them, like uh, there was TV cameras there. The fans were like, you know, covering their faces because they didn't want to be seen. So, like, So they're there because they support the NBA, but they don't want to be seen by the whoever Chinese officials are going to be watching it, seeing like... yeah. The hold that the government there has over the people is obviously one thing, but then, yeah, it's just unreal that this is what it's come to. That 
and it shows that the how much sports and politics are tied to each other yeah. and why the keeping sports out of politics and politics out of sports is never going to be a thing because it will always be tied to tied to bigger things. Yeah, I just don't know what the answer is here. I don't think firing Daryl Morey is the answer because I think an NBA team would be smart enough to pick him up if he were to be fired mm, from, from the Rockets. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really good. He kind of brought analytics into the NBA and, uh, yeah, I mean, beyond that, it's, I don't really get what's going on in China. And so like, I would have, like, I know why Hong Kong is protesting and all of that, but I can't really get into the day-to-day lives of those in China. I don't Mm -hmm. really understand it because the government does have such power over there and, free speech is becoming littler and littler over there. So yeah, it seems kind of like a problem, but I don't know any solution to it or that we can do anything about it. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm going to have to look up the tweet while I'm talking, but I mean, the first thing, it's definitely been deleted. (laughs) No, no, not, not, sorry, not Maury's tweet. Just, um, another person that, uh, a sports media personality that we both know and love. Well, um, Seton from the Dan Patrick show. Oh yeah. Um, but while I'm looking it up, just to the the government statement. So Adam Silver finally came out and basically said he supports Daryl Morey's freedom of speech. Well, you know the NBA has been very try, but try, also yeah they've not. been they've kind of been trying to appease the and this is where I actually wanted to talk about and I think I put it in my notes about how the NBA has done a really it's kind of you know a lot of people have re- referred to it as the woke league over the last decade because it is the league that. Um, does try to you know you know the Donald yeah. Sterling thing a few years ago, uh, and then all the other things it stands for, letting its players be very uh, speak up for social issues. You know the jump, the hoodies that all the you know the, uh, the Heat players I think at the time wore, the yep. Trayvon Martin stuff, all that stuff that they're allowed to do. Steve Kerr certainly, I love Steve Kerr. All the things he comes out and says about Trump and all those things, like they don't you know any other. There was a lot of other leagues coaches wouldn't just never would be allowed to do that stuff, or they they encourage it. Or discourage it, where in, in the NBA they really let them be their own people and let them say what they want. And so the, the, it's a real crossroads for the NBA as to what they want to actually put their, you know, do they want to really what they should do based on what they've been doing is support their guy, which is Daryl Morey, uh, being someone who's been a, a real plus to the NBA, I think, as 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 what he's done, like you mentioned, um, his advances in the and in houston and he just seems like a good guy from what i can tell from you know he does interviews on the simmons podcast he's really open and uh, and accessible it seems so you've got a guy like that that's being you know really the chinese government's essentially trying to railroad the nba into doing something about it um their statement being that we've voiced our strong dissatisfaction opposition to adam silver offering as an excuse for a right to the speed freedom of expression we believe that no comments challenging national sovereignty and social stability fall within the scope of freedom of expression, which is, if you're challenging, <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. A, that's just straight up, you know, that's, you know, yeah, we've been talked a lot about fascism on different pods over the time, and, you know, it's, it, I know it's, there's, we're talking about um, a, so a people's republic or whatever, but yeah, it's, when you, you when you can't even just support democracy, democratic, um, protests and that's the kind of response you get from a government um yeah i'm not not exactly sure where to go with that so that's where the nba are at for me is a crossroads whereas support their guy or do they do they care about the money more and then if they 
go the way of um, of caring about the money more, then they're completely disregarding all the things they've done and the kind of picture that we as fans have of the NBA from the last decade, which is something that we, you and me as fans, and I can, I'm sure plenty of others, uh, we relate to and enjoy the NBA because we have that. We feel like we have a connection with our own social and political beliefs that is more reflected in the NBA than a lot of other leagues around the world. Yeah, Brian Curtis wrote a, a really great piece about how Adam Silver has just pretty much joined the ranks of every other commissioner now. You know, he was definitely the the most liked commissioner for a long time in American sports since he took over mm-hmm. because of the wokeness that you were talking about, but now he has proven that he, like every other commissioner has ever been, is all about the money. And Mm -hmm. you can act as woke as possible, but when it comes, the bottom line is the dollar sign. Um, When it comes down to it, especially for, you know, a lot of these guys were lawyers and stuff. So that's going to be the bottom line. And it's kind of frustrating because you would think with how big the NBA has gotten in the United States over the past 10 years that silver would see the model that is working here and care more about here than over there. But that market is just so huge. It just kind of scares me about not only the NBA, but just our entire future moving forward. Are we all going to move towards this state where freedom of speech is becoming less and less of a right? I don't, you know, who knows? I know that's a long stretch to get there from the NBA to just everyday citizens, but what's going on in China is kind of scary and how much power they have that they could, I think Simmons had a podcast topic yesterday that I haven't listened to it yet, but he said, can, could the China ruin the NBA? Could the China, could China ruin the NBA? Yes. The like, China. Yeah. The uh, China. <laughs> well, that's, that's the question is like, um, how much power does the, you know, I mean, China, uh, you know, stepping away from sports, even China just has this massive hold over America as, to a certain extent based on, you know, the, the obvious debt and everything. And then uh, Trump's little war with them over tariffs and whatnot. Uh, you know, that's a whole other separate issue. But, you know, there's freedom of speech. Which I'm on their side for. Yeah. But, like, it, it's just bizarre. It just seems like, I don't know. You're a, you're a student of history. It just seems like this is like one of those times we sort of something really bad happens when, you know, bad people have power and are limiting rights of people. And like, they're kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> as far as the historical aspect of that, it's been, I've been having alarm bells going off in my head for about four years. Uh, yeah. Watching, you know, there's so many parallels with the Trump government and the buildup of fascism in Germany and, and other, other situations. So, yeah, no, that's a, I mean, yeah, your 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 uh, worries about freedom of speech are right because that's the kind of things that we've seen the government in America and um and certainly in Australia you have little bits and pieces come out from people that are on the conservative side wanting everyone to everyone not not to speak their mind unless it's what they what they want to hear and then oh, that's the, and then on the other side of the spectrum then as soon as someone starts a rug, prominent rugby player starts telling homosexuals that they're going to hell then then all of us and the, then he's not allowed to be. F- well, he gets fired for it, and then all the conservatives come out and say, "Oh, it's just his freedom of speech." But yeah, it's it's like a really weird, weird world yeah. to be living in. Um, well, it's just like freedom of speech doesn't mean you can just say like flippant shit. Like, yeah, well, that's like, that's, that's <laughs> that on that side of the spectrum. Like, I, I, we all, all of us were like, yeah, he can say that as much as he wants. It doesn't mean he gets a job with Rugby Australia. So, yeah, 
And I don't even, yeah, I just like, I don't think what Maury said was like, well, no, that's anywhere the, near what that rugby player said. No, well, that's like, a, that's a, a, that's what I was trying to say was that they're two separate things. You know, Maury's just putting out a political opinion essentially, um, which isn't isn't that you know homosexuals are going to hell. It's just I support democracy in this point. Um, you know, anyone that came which, out, which again should not be controversial. No, controversial. And I think I've seen like, a few no few sense. people that have actually put out really good you know tweets or sound bites about it. Is that this is just fucking stupid at the end of the day. Like, and it is just, it just shows how much, you know, government power over people because China, apparently from what I've gathered, little bit I've gathered from what Rachel Nichols and others have been seeing what's happening over there is that the people are just jumping on board with hating the NBA. And, and it's just, it's unbelievable that a, a government can have control over people so much like that. So that's why we need to be, you know, in countries like America and stuff, fighting for freedom of speech, freedom of the press, all those things that, you know, that, the freedoms people are trying to take away, certain people are trying to take away is because you get, if you don't do that, then you get a world like China right now who are just believing everything that government's telling them and saying, you know, I think Daryl Morey, like Daryl Morey be public enemy number one over there at the moment for just, for nothing really. So. Well, China's, or, uh, well, Hong Kong's definitely public enemy number one over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey right number one, uh, number two right behind them. It's just insane to me how these countries that went from communism that moved into capitalism are still so reliant on just like one individual leader. Like they still were under communism and still do it. Like isn't isn't part of stopping being communist, breaking free from the chains of somebody who has all this power over you? I just don't. Well, I mean, mean, they're technically still communists. They just get all the capitalist benefits of it too. It's a weird version of (laughs) weird version of communism. It's a communist government with capitalist economics it's weird how they how they how they they're framing themselves as far as what I don't know doing. how that even makes any it's sense it's it's a complete contradiction <laughs> but yeah they're still the people's democratic republic of china but it's communist go- it's yeah i feel like they've been transitioning for 30 years though just they, to they certainly have yeah but it's it's all it's still the uh the uh the the top down dictatorship kind of thing I'm doing hand motion. I do hand motion so much on this podcast, and it's so stupid because it's, it's all it for, helps it's, you. It's all yeah. for, it's all for you, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Seton's tweet, by the way, I, I know I was talking about that about five minutes ago. It's just uh, 15 years ago or so, the NBA sold out to China, and now the bill is coming due. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, Adam Silver wasn't even commissioner at the time, so it's you know, it's a hangover of David. He was deputy commissioner though. So yeah, he was there. that's fair. And he and, right and, and he would have done the same thing if he was in the position, you know, because that's what. And I I don't begrudge the NBA for going into China as they're apparently going into India. Big markets around the world are what you're meant to attack, but you can't. You've got yeah. to you've got to um, ha- keep your uh, integrity as a business, and that's where I think yeah. that's where we're. I'm worried that the NBA is going to or already have been really, um, you know, really shrinking in the in the in the specter of the China China hanging over them at the moment, and they haven't really done the right thing yet. So. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but it's certainly a certainly a, a one that's going to be worth keeping an eye on. I just don't know how much money they need, you know? Like, why can't they stand up for their own league and, and, and stand up for Hong Kong and stuff like that? I just, like, it's not like they're hemorrhaging money or anything by just being supportive of their fans in this country or their owners and GMs for that matter. So yeah, the league's huge, and I think it's a bad look for the the league. 
Yeah, and that uh, yeah, who knows what ties they've got there as far as business ties and and the people that are involved in the NBA that have business ties there. I don't. It's it's that's the worst part about it is there's so many tendrils going in and out. Um, but yeah, certainly like you know Europe's got a big you know there's an NBA following in Europe. Australia Australia is not a big market, I guess, in the grand scheme <laughs> of things, but. It's there, and the U.S. market itself is obviously. I think we often talk about how the NBA is really probably is, and the NFL still rakes in billions. Like we know the NFL makes money, even though it's as controversial as hell all the time. But yeah, I can't imagine the NBA needing China money. But it's kind of like once you start feeding the beast, you can't stop. Really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NBA will be coming back soon, so we're going to do our um, preview pods next week. Um, so there'll be we'll actually talk about basketball rather than talking about um, owners making uh, <laughs> innocent tweets. Maybe and, and getting. I bet we'll still be talking about this next week. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be the, you know maybe seven days later. There'll probably be plenty of developments. You know, maybe games get cancelled. Worst comes to worst, who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll talk some NBA next week, like on court stuff, the fun stuff. You know. A lot of that went on in the off season, as, and so yeah, preview all the teams and get into it. I'm really excited for the NBA season. Uh, yeah, we all. Whether or not the games are shown in China, I'll be watching them here. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> that is until China invades Australia, but um, hope, hopefully <laughs> that'll not. be the first stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, just like World War Two when we were worried about Japan getting down here, which they they almost did. Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was trying to work out my segue into marijuana and football. Um, I should have just said marijuana and football. Uh, Another controversial topic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're just going <laughs> with tr- controversy first, and then we'll just ease in, like just ease off the end of this pod. We're actually talking about football, really. Um, so Percy Harvin came out, which <laughs> I was like, oh, Percy Harvin hadn't heard that name in a couple of years. Um, no disrespect to him, it's just he'd retired and I hadn't even thought about it until his name came up and I was like, oh yeah, he had that one nice little wheel route in the Super Bowl and then that was about it. Um, yeah, he returned a kick in the Super Bowl. That's right. I think he got like, he, they kind of <laughs> used him as out, like, out of the backfield a little bit too, like on a couple of plays. It was the worst Super Bowl in recent memory, so. <laughs> I enjoyed I, just, mean- I enjoyed Peyton Manning being like down seven and already looking defeated. At the start of the game, because he was just getting fucking well, hammered. He instantly sa- had a safety. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, weirdest. I remember that time just being mad that they weren't showing True Detective that week because because that was the first season of True Detective, and yeah, you were the hot. Super Bowl was just so bad. I was like, show. you were hot. In yeah, that show. you, you like, lent me your HBO. I don't HBO care about to- the Super Bowl. <laughs> I remember you gave me your HBO like login to just be able to watch it. You were like, you have to watch this. And I watched it all in one yeah. night, like after I got it. Yeah. It was great. It once mended one of my relationships. It was bizarre. <laughs> That's the story for a different podcast. But yeah, definitely. Uh, the finale of that first season. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Percy Harvin came out and basically said he was high in every game. Um, yeah. Which you get, yeah, talking about how, like, because. People, you say hi, and people immediately just think you're baked out of your mind. Stoned, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the first thing you have to, because I, I said to you, we just wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about this, like, you know, in a, in a mature way, because people just say, oh, weed in football, yeah, people should, you know. Um, and Chris Long was really good in the Rosillo podcast oh, talk, yeah. talking about how um, 
how he uses it and how he gets annoyed with um you know the pro cannabis side of it as well like just wanting you donor culture yeah just like let's you know saying how people come up and go let's blaze up bro and he's like no i'm out in doing my daily you know activities Mm -hmm. i'm not i go home and smoke and does his dioramas and stuff whatever uh (laughs) yeah i need to look back at his stuff and look those up because it sounds super interesting and sounds like me with legos yeah (laughs) except i do that i do that without any substances i just build legos and i'm just like yeah yeah (laughs) i actually yeah i definitely don't need anything in my system to be building legos and being happy um but yeah like then if i have a few beers i'd like look at them and like i built that (laughs) i did (laughs) Build it and they will come, as in I will and watch up, like look at it with pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Percy Harvin, he said he used, he basically smoked um, before he game. I guess he battled a lot of anxiety and, and, you know, like mental health issues throughout his football career, which apparently, you know, he was a difficult player to have on the team. And I think I've heard locker room cancer as a descriptor for him. So, um, yeah, he like got in fights and stuff. Yeah, like, apparently he, he like fucking like body slammed Golden Tate, which that's like a big dude to to take down. So, um, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird time in the NFL. But yeah, I think per, yeah, Percy is just kind of a. I think he had a little bit of what Ricky Williams did. Yeah, which is kind of like almost like a split personality. And I'm not a therapist or psychoanalyst or anything like that but you know i've battled my own mental health stuff and like Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to me and he definitely seems like something what there's some sort of mental health problem going on there so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people especially younger people turn to whatever they can to fix it since in the united states it's just so frowned upon especially if you're a man to admit anything about mental health or anything like that especially when we were raised by a, a generation that just said well you're just sad you know yeah. you just you're just feeling blue you'll be fine in a couple of weeks and it's like well so, yeah toughen up so it's like all right then we'll turn to anything possible that's not like doctor prescribed to try to you know figure out our brains which is the least healthy way to deal with it but it mm-hmm. is the pro- it is a continuing ongoing problem in our country with young men, I think, and women for that matter. Yeah, and and when it comes to the NFL, it's um, it's interesting because I I would I would suspect uh, and whether or not players should be you know, the player you know him saying he smoked before games, you know you can have a discussion about, but then someone brought up the PEDs discussion about oh does that count as a PED if he's using it no. in his system during a game and I'm like. Well, two things. We'll jab these guys like with a you know million injections into a shoulder that's basically dislocated. Um, yeah. As long as it gets them through a game, but if a guy needs to smoke just to like you know level off his anxiety a little bit before he goes into a game, you know, if until if if that's like if if we're doing one thing, I don't actually think it matters if they you know have a toke. That's just an again saying he was high doesn't mean he was baked out of his mind that he couldn't fucking see straight. And just so simple. many people are baked on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, if you work in a restaurant, everybody's baked, and they get by just fine. They're not stoned. They can remember shit. They can do their job, and nobody's any the wiser unless you, like, if you smoke all the time, you start to notice people that are high, and you realize that how many people, at least in America, I don't know what it's like down there in the upside down, but you notice how many people are actually high and just living their lives or mm-hmm. just, you know, just had a few tokes, as you would say. 
Toast yeah. for the bloke. <laughs> and like you just go about your day and like nobody's any the wiser and nobody's hurt, so why wouldn't you be able to play football that way? And like would it be a would it be a PED and I'm doing hand motions now. Mm. But would it be a PED if he was, you know, on like Lexapro or Xanax or something like that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what if it I, helps his anxiety, then it helps his anxiety. Yeah, and if it like if it's and um another stamp from another standpoint, it's uh, you know pain management is something. Then you know Josh Gordon, um, he's got a long history in the NFL of being in and out of the NFL for drug you know failed drug tests and whatever, and and that's a guy that apparently is pretty a pretty decent dude, um, pretty pretty friendly kind of. That's guy. what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and again this calling back to Chris Long chatting about it on the um Rasulio pod but yeah you know there's a guy that's just probably had bad luck of just getting you know and Chris Long apparently did it all his whole career and just knew how to get away with knew how to get away with the drug tests and whatever and I immediately just started thinking of oil changes from Blue Mountain State but uh, <laughs> a great man up. they did like like it was funny in Blue Mountain State but there used to be this show on ESPN I think it was called like the league not the league no <laughs> it's a different show. but it was something like i think it might have been called like the franchise or something like that and it was like a a docudrama about a fake nfl league and the mm-hmm. nfl made espn stop stop doing it because it was too realistic <laughs> and uh they did an oil change on that and it wasn't funny it was very <laughs> like but this dude was on like like steroids steroids so like yeah but they showed like they basically showed the doctor like pull out the hose and like show the dude's face well yeah it was not like 12 year old me was like holy shit (laughs) like (laughs) i I, if this is what's actually going on in the nfl oh my god and it probably has yeah yeah and that's oil changes are i mean they're probably based in a real thing yeah, yeah, I didn't even want to know what like the research process was for that Blue Mountain State episode, but um, yeah, it's and you know Chris Long just I don't know he didn't mention how he got away with it. He just knew whether he knew the the schedule pro- properly, but you know he was just using it to deal with his insomnia, which is totally understandable. And and then he just said, "I also enjoyed to get high," which is just like us being yeah. like, sometimes I need a beer to chill out, sometimes I need a beer because I enjoy a beer. Like it's just it's yeah, and you know. Smoking obviously isn't nearly as bad as alcoholism either, so um, yeah, that's just a. But given. that's legal in the NFL. Like people play like with a couple beers in them. He was saying, and like, not everybody, but you know. Look, it, I've, it, I've it, seen those NFL a... NFL linemen. You know, hockey like the Nashville line, uh, Tennessee linemen at Nashville, <laughs> Nashville hockey games, just fucking pounding beer after beer after beer on camera. I'm like, those guys. Some of those guys would. Almost always, sometimes one of them pounded a beer for a game. I could, I could almost guarantee it. And it, they wouldn't even feel it, but it would ease the nerves a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. But, and like, it takes a lot to, to go and smash your head into somebody else for, you know, an hour. Mm. Well, an hour of game time. But like, yeah, I mean, let these guys do whatever they need to do. <laughs> like, outside of stuff that's like, hard drugs that you can get addicted to but then again they feed, they force feed them opiates basically anytime they have an injury so the nfl doesn't care about its players at all they just care about the, how it looks to people and since this country's still i think like there's still 27 percent of people who aren't in favor of marijuana legalization so the nfl's still worried about them yeah and a lot of their core demographic is like 
people who don't want it. You know, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like the fan base of the NFL is kind of the basket of deplorables. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's plenty of people like us that enjoy it, but then the ones that are really vocal about it, um, unfortunately, the types that would see it as a as a devil's lettuce or whatever, uh, um, whatever other. Than I watch it every weekend, but I would never go to a game, and we've we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, no games are. I mean, I've been to a couple, and I probably will go to a couple more, but um, it's it's a hard one. Yeah, the fan base is. There's some good people at games, but there's plenty of people that you wouldn't usually associate yourself with so yeah i mean i'd go to a super bowl but i wouldn't go to a game game yeah a game game (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and it's it's funny because i I put in the show notes as well and this is something you won't have any real idea about but there was a case in um australia this year at the end of this year's football season here um a guy for all the west coast eagles who have a bit of a history of drugs Back in the mid two thousands, with players that were actually doing coke and all that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, he he just so I had the story basically is that it came out that he was suspended because he got a he basically tampered with a drug test. Um, he used a that might be how Chris Long did it, by the way. Yeah, you can get a you can get like a you can dilute it to the point where it just shows up like it's not like it'd be a false positive if it came up because it's so diluted. Well, I think this one actually is a, is a lot more uh, it's a pretty amateur. It's basically he panicked and used a sports drink of some sort instead. He poured sports drink into the cup? Apparently. That's I I haven't <laughs> um but but Auss- Aussies. But then Jeez. later on he got a he got a positive test for cannabis. So my my point for him was is it, it's it's stupid that he's probably and the because the the rules over here are so strict like he's facing like a multi year ban from the league which is just fucking ridiculous, um which might be but partly because of the tampering but then tampering he had, did if it was just for cannabis is just a panic because of uh, archaic laws about you know cannabis yeah, use. Yeah. so it's kind of sad for him I'm hoping it doesn't go go to the multi year thing and. Yeah, you know, weed actually just got uh, marijuana just got legalized in the Australian Capital Territory for like a small amount. Yeah, of it. so I mean, it's, so it's kind of like there's a movement here for it too. I don't know. It's just gonna, so weird yeah. that the sports leagues are laboring behind a little bit in this. Um, I think I think the NFL slowly like. I mean, it's good to see Chris Long just so talk so openly about it. Percy Arvin coming out with his experiences with it. Um, hopefully, this is just slowly broaching that discussion to make it to normalize the idea. Normalizing the discussions, the first thing, and then normalizing the just getting rid of the stigma and the taboo, taboo behind it as well, because it's just yeah. yeah, and obviously going back and fixing past convictions on it. Yes, well, yeah, yeah right, too. I'm more worried about that than you know the NFL players, but I do think that like <clears throat> what if any like I. Can try to think of how to phrase this. <laughs> if any like pundit comes out and says like, "Oh, these players just want to get high," because I I know Booger McFarland and Lewis Riddick have said, and um, Bill Polian have said said stuff like that. And when when guys like that say stuff like that, who are in the league, and a couple of them played in the league, the other one was a GM. They say stuff like that. It, it immediately makes me think that they're just extremely naive and extremely mm. stupid. And just too old school because they got by on painkillers and all this stuff. And that's just, it's kind of like the mental health thing going back to it. It's like, 
just because it was this way when you guys played doesn't mean it's this way now. And the conversation around cannabis in this country has changed. Mm -hmm. And so if you're stuck in the past, you're stuck in the past and you shouldn't even be talking about it because this is what we're talking about now. You're talking about then, but we're all talking about now and we're all living in now and the future. So if you're not part of that, then don't talk about it, is my opinion. And saying that players just want to get high, maybe that's true for 20%, 50%. But think about the other 50%, you know? Well, then or however many about, it is that need it. Yeah, I mean, well, Chris Long says, he said, like, I use it for this reason, but I'd like to get high too. Like, you can have, you can actually... You can do both. Yeah, you can yeah. actually enjoy the, like, part of it is to enjoy the feeling of the little, you know, obviously. But there is a use behind it and... You think yeah. those guys don't do that with the opiates? They yeah. that gets you super high, way higher than marijuana. Like Yeah, the most probably... vivid dreams I ever had was on Oxycontin. Like I don't actually dream like I don't remember my dreams that Which much. Which you're taking for an injury, not for fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let's clarify. I'd that. had an ankle like a massive ankle reconstruction, just to clarify that one. I had a prescription for it. But I did have Brad, friend slash enemy of the pod, text me as soon as I, I said that I had a prescription for it, saying, can you bring half of them back for me? And I said, no, I'm fucking my ankle hurts. I'm going to use them all. That's America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't Brad's going to probably have us edit that out. Oh, look, <laughs> you know, things come back to bite you eventually. And, um, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine with it. Yeah. No, I definitely had a pain. No. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all, we've, all, we've all had pain management, so um, I've had some pains in my life. Yeah, but yeah, look, we're we're moving towards a America that you know, obviously, the whole entire West Coast is now legal. Um, you know, I, I, there's just big web stores for. I was looking up different cannabis cigars and stuff like that the other day, just out of interest to see what's available from, you know. And you know, I mean, it's pretty much available in any state, like farm, not pharmaceutical, but you know, like farm pharmacy level. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A weed farm, like Connecticut has medical, and a lot of a lot of states have medical now. And CBD is just legal, I guess, since you don't really get high from it. It it, it makes you. We sell it at like like those stores for rockhead weight lifters. Yeah, like like muscle yeah. max nutrition or whatever, but they sell CBD and stuff for recovery and stuff like that. So that would, I don't know if that would show up in a test CBD or not, since it's not, it has no THC in it, mm. but that's definitely a place to start for players. They should definitely be allowed to take CBDs because it yeah. just relaxes the body. Yeah. And then just from a mental health standpoint, man, and, you know, the next pod we'll be talking about mental health of a particular soccer player a little bit. Um, you know, people are going to start treating mental health as as an injury as much as they do a, you know, turf toe or something like that. You know, if someone's having a, you know, a shit week mentally as Percy They Harvard, need to treat it like almost like arthritis or something because it's yeah. just this nagging thing that's always there and like some days it's okay and some days it's not. Yeah, or like, you know, a knee injury that, you know, had knee reconstruction is never quite the same. Um but yeah, it's got to be treated, and I think that's where we're going with a lot of mental health now. It's you know diagnosable as a you know workplaces most of the you know good workplaces at least you know allow mental health days or whatever else um, as part of part of your. Uh, yeah, I don't think you could do that in like school though, because I almost wanted to do one the other day. Oh, so I was just yeah, 
not feeling it. I don't know if it was seasonal or whatever, but yeah, I don't really get seasonal depression because I just have regular depression. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But it's definitely like Oregon here right now yeah. <laughs> for for all week, which is so. kind of nice. Like I, I love fall over there, um, and the, the yeah. you know misty skies and brown leaves. But then yeah, sometimes it can get a bit bit dull. Um, but yeah, like you know, so that's where I'm like just. Just to finish it off, I was just thinking maybe that's where the NFL and leagues will go as we get, you know, as an optimistic point of view as far as marijuana and all that. Is it? It'll, it'll be a legitimate, legitimate part of a, uh, a mental health kind of management program, as well as pain management, um, because I think that's where a lot of players have you. Like, I'm sure that the amount of players once this stuff is like not taboo, that'll come out and say, "Yeah, we used it," is going to blow some minds. I think there's just going to be so many out there that are like, "Yeah, we've used it." got away with it you know chris long was one that he said that people were shocked when he came out and as he said he's like if you'd seen my twitter with my dioramas what do you think i was doing while i was making those but yeah um yeah hopefully i we'll need make- to see those now <laughs> yeah yeah, to- yeah those and his and those and his hockey troll tweets that's the two things i need to yeah. look up um but yeah look look hopefully we're moving towards a more uh, uh there's a lot of obviously a lot of issues in the nfl that are May not ever get fixed, but um, you know, maybe maybe just the the stigma around marijuana as as far as it, not just in the NFL but the world and uh, of sports and and society will keep moving forward. Um, but it's good to see these guys coming out and just mentioning just just every time there's a conversation about it, it destigmatizes it a little bit more. I think so, and that's great. That's what we need. I kind of want to build dioramas now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I see your eyes lighting up. Like I, I feel like you just want to go play with Legos or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to come over to my uh, and just play with my brother's Lego city that he's got rolling. Thing, uh, yeah, thing I need is it. Fucking massive now. He's got like two table tennis tables just covered in Lego. It's basically bigger than Wallingford. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'd rather live there. I think. <laughs> uh yeah. Anyway, I don't know how to segue. I'm just terrible with my segues today just because I'm I'm not drinking. To the actual games on the field. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I mean the big one, you've you you you've you tried a lot of reverse jinxes on me this week. Didn't really appreciate it. I sure it, have. <laughs> uh the first one of the week was uh obviously the Chiefs. I haven't I just watched the highlights package of it because I couldn't watch it live. I assume you're watching it live because you were texting me about it during it. Yeah. Yeah, there was um, a, oh my god, Mahomes tweet, which I think was a, a tweet message, um, which he legitimately had some he had some great Mahomes yeah. moments in that match. But um, then he got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so which really cost. Yeah, obviously, like his, and this is what we talked about in um, a pod a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the MVPs and and where the ceiling was for the Chiefs, and we pretty much said it was you know as long as Mahomes is fully healthy, then yeah. They they're pretty much just gonna be playing a video game, but as soon as Mahomes is hampered a little bit, and they've obviously got some other injury issues with heel and whatever being out, offensive line, yeah, yeah, uh, it's suddenly the you know they're dropping dropping games to the uh, to the Colts. So it's uh, while I'm not that worried about them, I don't know. Do you what were your takeaways from the the game really? Uh, yeah, if Mahomes is kind of hurt i guess um 
kind of has a knock on his one of his legs. It kind of limited his mobility. But I think the bigger thing was just him being down two offensive linemen and not having time and then lacking the mobility. Usually, mm-hmm. if he had the mobility, the two offensive linemen wouldn't have been that big of a deal because he would have been able to extend plays. And um, that's where he's really dangerous because he has a lot of talent um, at the skill positions and they can get open for him and he can obviously throw him open as well. So that, so if he has that limp and doesn't get healthy, that that'll be a big takeaway and that'll pretty much give the AFC to the Patriots, I think, because I don't see a lot of competition there. I don't know how good the Colts are. I think they be, they benefited a lot from a banged up Mahomes and Chiefs team because the Chiefs defense isn't very good and the Colts. I mean, Mac was good against them, but. They didn't do much else. So my big takeaway is Mahomes has to get healthy if they're if the Chiefs are gonna be as good as they wanna be. Which yeah. is a Super Bowl contender. Not just the game, the the actual championship. So yeah. that was my big takeaway from it. Yeah, and that's because you saw in the first half that Mahomes was um, you know, getting pushed out of the pocket a little bit, but he's really he had some real really great plays where he kind of ran around half the field and just got to the line of scrimmage again on the outside and just was able to do his little slingshot, you know, big passes down the field. Mm-hmm. Or just those, those sidearm throws that would just be, a you know, just a laser to it and uh, to Travis Kelsey or whoever and just be in the perfect spot for them to catch yeah. it. So, but yeah, as soon as he got hurt, that just that ability was obviously limited and with that offensive line not being able to protect him, you know, it's um, it's just it's just the way football goes. So, yeah, I, I kind of came out of the – came out of watching the highlights package I did about it, just thinking I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried for the Chiefs pending what the Mahomes long-term, long-term problem is here. And, you know, we talked about it last, those few weeks ago that, you know, this is the one thing that will slow them down. And so it'll be interesting to see where they go this week um, and, you know, just where Mahomes is at. And then if the he, if he does have a, a niggle there that might take a couple of weeks. What they do there, do they try to manage him through it or do they actually just sit him down for a week or two and just say, we need to get you right? You know, we might be able to, you know, we might drop these two, but then if we get you right, you know, get back in and start playing your video game again and all will be good. <laughs> you know, because Tyreek yeah, Hill, well, Tyreek Hill's probably be back in a week or two. So, you know, they got, they got guys coming back. Um, what they really need is a bye week. <laughs> I don't know when their bye week is, but. You know they play Houston this week, and that'll be uh, that, like um that could be a big game. Like they need him to play probably. So yeah, and you know just just for the NFL, they want Deshaun Watson and um and Patrick Mahomes playing against each other yeah. too. Um, obviously, we don't care too. <laughs> well, like, we're not going to be too worried about the NFL's pockets, but just as fans, we want that that match to go ahead too. Uh, like, and with them at their best. You know, I'd hate to hate to come out of that game and go, "Oh God, I wish we had a fit Mahomes for that one." So, yeah, yeah, they have a brutal schedule coming up as well. They have short rest before Denver next week after playing after hosting the Texans, and they go Packers Vikings. So that's oh, pretty difficult, and they yeah. don't have a bye week for another six weeks. So, yeah, this will be they, they got to get him healthy. Yeah, that's maybe a- you can smoke some weed about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a few guys that can help him out. Um, yeah, I just guarantee there's there's every locker room's got some around somewhere if you if they want it. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah. So obviously the Colts looking okay. Um, you know they're not. 
I think they're the kind of team that can really grind out results if they if they get into the right game. Um, they're never gonna they're never gonna be. I don't think they'll be blown out in any particular game, but they don't seem to be able to like putting up massive amounts of points. Also, won't be easy for them. Jacoby looked alright in that game, like um, for a guy that was third string to Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago. He's he's you know having an okay little run. Um, I wouldn't you know. We talked about our friend. He he was just above that that tier of twenty five and under quarterbacks. We were talking about a few years ago, a few weeks, few weeks ago, because I think he's twenty mm-hmm. twenty six or twenty seven. Um, so you know we know who he is at this point. I think, uh, but for for a guy that's just been thrown in after Andrew Luck retired, he's managing the team okay um, mm-hmm. and making some good throws, making some good plays. He's mobile, so you know I don't know where the ceiling is. I, I certainly aren't. I'm not thinking that they're a contender for the AFC or anything like that, but they're certainly in the playoff hunt. Yeah, and would they be a contender if Andrew Luck was still there is the real question, I think, that we're going to have to ask ourselves as the season continues on because the Colts have a super manageable schedule. That I think they've gotten gotten out of the way their their tough games so far. So, I mean, they did lose to the Raiders, but the Raiders are actually – in the playoff picture right now. And um, they lost to a Chargers team. That's pretty bad, but that was a weird game. I think they lost in overtime. So yeah, I, I think they're for real. And, and the AFC is kind of wide open right now, especially the AFC South. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that, that was the next team on my little list in the running sheet was the Raiders. Um, <laughs> yeah, somehow man, coming out know. of, coming out of this whole off season with AB and the hard knocks and, and everyone saying John Gruden couldn't coach and, yeah, they're actually yeah they're running along all right. Um, the, the Bears should have won that game the other day, but um, Bears are gonna Bears. So uh, yeah, I didn't see my. I took that. I took a happy nap uh, <laughs> <laughs> after the Arsenal win. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> so enough. I slept too. through a lot of the uh, the early games, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely just wrote that game off too. I also don't have red zone here, so that's not cool. But <laughs> yeah, um, so I didn't see a lot of that game. But, yeah, I mean, the Bears have a great defense and they somehow solved it. It was in London. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I don't know if the Bears just didn't get up for it because they thought they were going to roll or Chase Daniel was quarterbacking. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, well, that was the shock result of the week, I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot of issues with the Bears and the fact that, you know, the quarterback issue is one that um, is really starting to bite hard because Trubisky, I think, is already – uh, I mean, we, we've already had an opinion pretty well known for anyone that listened to the pod that we don't think he's any good uh, with the with what they did to get him. Uh, that that issue is just going to hang over that Not team. Not worth it, yeah. Yeah, that issue yeah. is going to hang over that team a little bit until they get a quarterback. And then, you know, talking about like, you know, Khalil Mack being such a great player there and they do that trade every time again. But what they've done around that trade um, to, you know, that's a win now trade. Uh yeah, they haven't really. They're not taking advantage of what they've got, and you know they really need to. You know, I think it's positive, been positive in a couple of podcasts. You know, trade for Gardner Minshew or something like. You know, <laughs> yeah, get someone. In. He's got. He's got or be, somebody. Yeah, just get someone yeah. in there that's at least capable of playing quarterback, because Trubisky just isn't it. And uh, I, I didn't see much of Chase Daniel to know, but I, I assume he's not the answer either. So. I mean, he's a career backup, and that's fine. Yeah, we need we need those people in the league, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, you know. Like, it's not going to be a Tom Brady type thing, where you know <laughs> he was a backup, 
probably a lifetime backup system quarterback or something, but um <laughs> so I had to get that one in there. Yeah. Um speaking of that, I Brady does not look comfortable this season. I feel like he he, he throws a lot of he's really good at getting the ball away where he doesn't take a sack, but it seems like he gets the ball away really quick. Like when he wants to get it away if he's gonna get hit, and I, I wonder if that's gonna cost the Patriots down the line. Just if their receiving core can't really get into tip top shape, if that's gonna be the weakness for the Patriots actually. Yeah, I had that written in I don't know if you had to look at him, but I had um Brady definitely forty two is what I had was my note because <laughs> look, yeah. you know, I I've we've all expected his down. I think, you know, four five years ago they were thinking it was after that Kansas City demolition, it was you know, I, I'm if if halfway through the season he really starts to deteriorate and we start thinking oh shit you know the season's not going any good you know I'm not going to be surprised and I won't be disappointed either because the dude's forty fucking two like yeah you yeah. know that's what everyone's like. everyone's like oh Brady doesn't look good and then people you look at each other and go well he is fucking forty two like no one does this yeah. this is like an outlier and you know Andrew Luck retired at twenty nine and um you know mm. Eli Manning's shot at thirty six or thirty eight or whatever he is now and he's been shot for a few years as well. Um, there's, it's a real outlier, um, but you are right. I think um, he is he is looking a bit, bit, bit more like he's aware of the deficiencies in his body at this point, and he's trying. I think he's trying to work with that, but it's not looking comfortable at times. As you said, he looks a bit uncomfortable, and and I think that's why they the the desperate like that AB deal. They just got it done and then found out all the shit afterwards. Unfortunately, because they were just like, yeah. this guy's available. Let's just get him and see what and you know. And hopefully it works out. Obviously it didn't, and they cut dies. That's you know don't need to talk about that any more than we are. But that's why they they were in the market for him straight away was because yeah. that's the kind of they need playmakers, guys that can help create the plays with Brady because he's not going to Brady isn't going to be the Brady of you know even two years ago, four years ago, and definitely ten years ago. I mean he he got better with age as far as all of his decision making went, but now his body mm-hmm. is starting to let him down a little bit as far as what his brain's looking to do compared to what his body's capable of doing. So, yeah, um, they need. He to... just seems gun shy. I mean, he's he looks like he does not want to be touched, mm-hmm. and I can understand why. I mean, my body at thirty, it hurts <laughs> getting bad. I can't imagine being forty two and actually playing football. So I do I do think he might be one big hit away from like this being like done yeah yeah and that, like, then yeah i'm hoping look let's hope he gets through the year and whether they win the super bowl or not is um you know that'll depend on how how much he holds up and obviously our other players you know edelman's not a spring chicken either you know he's 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 he, he could be a and he takes a beating i mean he he had that hit against the bills i think where he hurt his back which back injury is not or what whatever it is i think rib cage back area yeah. That's not a good injury. That's a nagging injury that mm. you can't really heal unless you just don't play. But he wants to play, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and then you know Josh Gordon, um, he's he's been good, but you know it's, it's just I think, and it's just the lack of the tight end package that they've had for years. That was such a just a luxury that they had. Um, it's they just don't have the offensive. Uh, flexibility that they once had so james white's got a little bit more attention they're just they're just a little bit more one-dimensional not one they're still they're just cruising through these games because they've had a cupcake schedule so far but yeah speaking um, of which giants tomorrow <laughs> i mean yeah. 
How did you guys get this schedule? I don't even. I don't understand it, but yeah, well, I think you know, the Steelers game was meant to be more of a test. But I mean, that should have been like it's the Steelers an opening night with you know Big Ben was still there and uh, yeah. I guess you guys had the Bills, but I mean, just a terrible schedule. Well, we've and basically following... been benefited for the last fifteen years, apart from when Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez put a little run together that. Yeah. Um, the AFC East has just been just a shit show for most of that time. So, you know. Yeah. After this week, the Patriots go at the Jets, host the Browns. So mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd say eight no is in play for sure. Yeah, yeah. Injuries permitting and and whatever, and that's probably where we need to get to because uh, I think you know the second half of the season there'll be a few games there that'll probably probably be dropped, and uh, and obviously um, I think they'll be wanting to give Brady a rest in that. That last week, if they can as well, um, you know, all things get, all things going well and getting their their position locked up in the, at least one of the top two seeds, I would hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be an issue. I don't. The Patriots' first true test is not even until November, and it's at the Ravens on on a Sunday night. But I think with the defense that the Patriots have. The, I think Lamar Jackson has kind of regressed, kind of like we talked about. And yeah, the answer yeah. is blitz him and put pressure on him and keep him contained inside the pocket. So I would say that the Patriots, who have an all-time defense this season, mm. will be able to do that. But, I mean, 16-0 might be on the table for this team. Uh, unless they don't, you know, they should have the play the number one spot locked up by Week 17 when they host the Dolphins, so maybe they won't play anybody. But yeah, if yeah. they're going for an undefeated season again, they might. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I don't think I think they probably wouldn't care about that at this point after how it went last time. Um, if it happens, it happens, I guess. Uh, is Chris- speaking of them hosting or them, yeah, they they are hosting the Browns in a couple weeks. That is there anything more? predictable than what the browns are this season compared to what how they were being talked about yeah it's like we all should have seen it coming right like we all wanted yeah well i mean we all kind of did we all also wanted to hope because i I think i've said on pod before that browns becoming good and the contender is a story that we're all just we'll all just be fun to talk about because they're such you know kind of like the the cubs getting to the world series and winning it um all those sports stories that have been long, like long sagas in the sports lexicon. It's just, but yeah, it's, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not good. They're really not good. And we, yeah. we've talked about our love of, um, uh, or respect for Baker Mayfield before. Um, dude, making it hard, man. <laughs> yeah, he's not looking good. And he's just doing the same thing that everybody's been saying, including us on this play. He's just running into into pressure basically Mm. he doesn't have a good offensive line so it's not hard to do but he's not he's most dangerous kind of like Mahomes when they get outside of the pocket and let the play break down and just figuring out how to find an open guy when the play breaks down and he just has no time to do that this season or he's running into pressure which just it was I mean that was a terrible Monday night game the other night Mm. Um, just unwatchable from a Brown standpoint is, and I don't even think Jimmy Garoppolo played that well. Um, but I don't know if he's going to have to this season, if the Niners defense can do that to teams. Um, obviously one of their bigger tests this week against the Rams. Yeah. Really, but, really intrigued by that game. Cause the Rams 
Rams need to win as well. They're uh, they've had having a great you know they got themselves out to a, a few wins at the start of the season, but it didn't look great. Now they've lost two in a row. Um, they yeah they, they need a win to get back on track and show the show the NFL world that they are still a force to be reckoned with. Even though I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, last year might have been their window if if Gurley is going to be as as hampered as as he is for the rest of his bloody career, maybe. And uh, well, with all the talk about Goff, I, he played fairly well against Seattle and drove them down. And yeah, I mean, they that field goal by a half inch. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's football, isn't they it? They could easily be four and one, and I mean the NFC West is the premier division, I think, in the league this season. I don't think there's any debates about it with the Seahawks, Rams, and mm. Niners. I mean, is there a way that all three of those teams make the playoffs? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, you know, they're, gonna, they're all just going to be taking results from each other here and there if that's going to happen. But um, without much of a shit show, so much of the rest of the NFC is, uh, you yeah. Know, um, you know, I mean, you got Dallas and Philly in the same division. Um, I can't imagine, you know, Green Bay might be the only team that they win that division and come out. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a way in maybe. It depends out because Philly have had some abject, you know, and Dallas have. Uh, uh, well, we can, yeah. By the way, yeah, Seattle and Russell Wilson looks great again. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, such well, a, yeah, he's such a great. He's never really lost it. It's yeah. just once they lost that defense, it kind of was like, oh, well, now they just have Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. so people thought less of him. But it's like, no, yeah, they just have Russell Wilson, but he's still Russell Wilson. Yeah, so kind of like the Packers have been with Aaron Rodgers lately, just a quarterback led team, and that's important. Yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, just yeah, Dallas. Um, I mean, that Green Bay-Dallas game was kind of weird because you know, Green Bay went up so big and then Dallas came back. You know, it's it's good sign that they came back, but it, you know, they also had to just throw the ball and see what happened. So, um, yeah, made yeah. It, it made it interesting at the end, but that game was essentially over at halftime. So. Yeah, I um, think that, yeah. I mean, the NFC, it, there's definitely a lot of different teams that could make a run at it, I think. But right now, it's just so impressive what all three of those teams in the NFC West are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know who to pick as like the best team out of the NFC at the moment. I want to say, I mean, you've got the saints as well, who are still winning without, without Drew Brees. So that's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Carolina are three and O since Cam, <laughs> since Cam went out. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. And uh, so there is all these teams that are so actually yeah now that I think about it, I don't think three can come out of the NFC West but they might be they might the one that misses out might be pretty unlucky to do so uh, yeah yeah by virtue of the fact that they just will take results from each other if they are that evenly uh, evenly matched yeah if everybody uh, goes one and one against each other then it's you know it's possible and I think the Niners have a really big chance to win a lot of games this season, especially with the, the schedule they have. So we've come a long way from a 7-9 and nine NFC West Seahawks team winning the division. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be fun if you got like a, you know, Seahawks fucking Niners kind of. It would be fun to get one of those interdivisional uh, NFC like championship, yeah. championship games again. That'd like we awesome. had that just great uh, Seahawks Niners one back in, what was that, 20, yep. 2014, was it? 23rd? 2014, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for that year Super Bowl, yeah. When Richard Sherman just 
fucking gave Erin Andrews her big moment in the spotlight. Yeah. Not that she's had plenty, plenty of big moments in the spotlight, but it's certainly one that we all call back yeah. to as like a great, just crazy movie. But media. if you think about it, all of all three of those teams should go 2-0 against the Cardinals. So Yeah, yeah. There's two wins, and so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's Cardinals a- can't go 0-16, though, since they already tied. <laughs> so good for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure there's much else to really talk about. You know, I, I yeah, I I just had McCaffrey the best running back in football. I don't know if there's much more to talk about there apart from just that. That just seems to be the fact at the moment. He's actually like you know the running back position's just been such a marginalized position at times. You know they've, they've been devalued a little bit, particularly you know, guys like Le'Veon Bell sitting out for a year and just the team going, oh your backup's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah, just keep sitting out, and Melvin got you know Ezekiel Elliott got paid at the start of this year, but Melvin Gordon's kind of had to slink back into the Chargers facility after sitting out and <laughs> and not getting anything out of it. Um, but McCaffrey's legitimately just a, a special player, which is really cool to see. Um, and he's and that with Carolina being three zero with uh, Kyle Allen and under center, and McCaffrey just playing some really good football. It's making the the Cam Newton thing a little bit more uh, whether whether he'll play again as a solid starter in the league or whether he would do the RG3, you know, RG3 somehow is inexplicably still in the league as a backup. Uh, I know it sucks for Ken Newton was such a, you know, he's the league MVP a few years back and, Mm -hmm. um, but football's a tough game. And when you play like that, it's, um, yeah, your body's, yeah, you got to be pretty lucky if you had a body to be able to hold up to what he sustained and it just hasn't happened for him. So, yeah, I don't. I just would have to see him back out on the field to really know what he has. But at the start of the season, he did not look good. He did not look like he had much left in the tank, and maybe that was just him being hurt a little bit. But yeah, it's a worry at yeah, the start I mean, of the season. I don't though. think he's a Panther next year. So yeah, at the moment. So yeah, and looking, you know, he was a number one pick, and it worked for the Carolina. Like they became one of the top teams in the league for a couple of years. Now, pretty unlucky to run into a. Denver defense that was just holding up the body of Peyton Manning to get through to one last Super Bowl win um, because they went, I think, were they 15 and one in the regular season that year? And yeah, they were good. Cam was MVP. You know, it's just an un, one of those unlucky sports stories that, um, you know, just didn't happen for him. And you know, Cam could have had a Super Bowl ring to go along with his um, national title, but not to be um, is what it is. That's sports. Yep. Yeah, if anyone if anyone listening to the podcast is like, wait, that's sports? Yeah, sorry, guys. It sucks a lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> like most of it. Yeah. Uh, like Blazers lost a preseason game last night. I was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually know the result of it because I'd been I'd had a really flat out day at work. I just came home and put it, put the replay on my sports package. And Andrea walks in and goes, oh, unis look cool. Court looks cool. Sucks they lost. I just looked at her. I was like, "God damn it!" And I, <laughs> not I don't really care because it was it was preseason. But she was like, "Oh, you didn't know?" I was like, "I hadn't even had a chance. Like, I just hadn't checked my Bleacher Report notifications because I just gotten straight off of like se- uh, you know seven hours of work and just come straight home." And yeah, she I thought, mean, I only watched a little bit of it because you know Connecticut Sun are in the WNBA finals. Of course, a decisive game five. Oh yeah, and. uh MLB playoffs, so yeah, I didn't yeah. have it on the bar I was at, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, go Yankees. I'll be watching enough 
NBA coming up. I don't need to watch the preseason as much. I mean, it was cool. There's been some cool moments. Like you mentioned Ben Simmons hitting that three and um, Markel Fultz looking serviceable. Everybody <laughs> was freaking out about that yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. So that's cool. But I think we're all just ready for the league to start. Yeah, absolutely. And so we can just talk about that way more than the NFL because the NFL is okay, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, week after week of like Mahomes is insane. The Patriots are the best team. NFC's wide open. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'll diversify our, our, um, our pods a little bit. Um, any any college results you want to talk about? Really, I, know I had them written down, but it's nah, it's whatever. I mean, it was. I was not expecting Florida to be Auburn, but yeah, that's probably what, the one that like I I think I picked Auburn. Whatever. Just I, just, I mean, I watched a lot of that because Notre Dame was thrashing Bowling Green. Yeah, they beat the cupcake spread. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, I mean, looking forward this week is more interesting, I think, than looking back at last week because there just really wasn't that many results that were eye-popping other than the Florida one. I think Florida loses this week to LSU. Um, but there are some really good rated matchups this week for the first time in what feels like at least a couple weeks since whenever Notre Dame played Georgia. So, and then there's, you know, there's the classics that aren't ranked matchups. That's Notre Dame, USC. It's a must, must watch television usually just for the uniform matchup alone at yeah. night in South Bend. Um, then Clemson, Florida State has been quite a big game recently. I don't, I don't think it'll be very close this year, but, you know, Ducks mm-hmm. fans can watch it and Taggart hate. So, <laughs> yeah, Brad will bet, bet, bet against the spread. Um, LSU. And then Bama, Bama plays A&M at A&M. Yep. You know, they've, they've lost there recently, uh, well, within the last five years. So yeah, and we, and we got four. It should be a fun slate, all day, like, ranked games. Yeah, Flor- um, Florida, LSU as well, which is five versus seven. So Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, so, yeah, there's some good games coming up and hopefully some good good results to speak about next week because it's just it, it is that like I, I like to bring up college football but you know every like last week the Oregon's win over Cal was good uh, I think it showed an ev- evolution in Oregon's play is that they're still they're evolving into this team that is more of a can get the points to win it but also grind out the defensive side of the ball because yeah not you know, exactly an exciting game to no watch, not an exciting but... game a good a good sign for me as an Oregon fan, just you know, seeing how they how they're evolving the team to just be a real hard hard team to score points on, which is, you know, Chip Kelly Chip Kelly teams are always good to watch because you know you'd win four you know fifty four to twenty eight against Cal, but it might be like you know, uh, twenty eight to twenty one halfway through the third quarter, and then they finally grind out the result. Whereas this one, this Mario Cristobal era of Oregon football is kind of uh, you, you've got a lot more trust on the defense side. The, the defensive recruits coming in to really like hold down a low score, and then and then we'll get the points as we go on. Because I think we only got the lead halfway through the third quarter in this game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, d- uh, yeah Oregon just couldn't. Oregon can score, and uh, they have a tough. I mean, tough game this week on short short rest on Friday. Yeah, Post, yeah. Uh, Colorado, who's never afraid to go into Otson and cause a little. <laughs> ruckus so yeah um i mean the spread's 21 still but <laughs> but hey anything can happen in the pack 12 this year is is what i've noticed i think so yeah yeah it's a, a 
conferences like likes to eat itself. Um, and so. if Oregon's looking ahead to Washington next week, who had a pretty bad loss this week, um, but if Oregon's looking ahead, train. I don't know. It'll, train, it'll be so. trains for them. <laughs> uh, good one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was very. That's great banter. <laughs> that was a very. That's great banter. Moment. That's that's pretty much what I was going for. Um, I just, it came out really. It actually came out a lot less enthused as I like. In my head, I was like, "Ah, oh, good one." It, it came was out. about as least enthused as you could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, look, it's it's late slash early here, so. Um, oh man. I had to wake up yesterday to do an I interview. Completely wake up to today for this. Now I have to fucking wake up tomorrow and do a pack at like 7 a.m. So oh, go shoot video. So I'm just a morning person now. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot to tell you. Like We'll just call this the banter part at the end of the pod. Our daylight savings changed on the weekend. So this is oh, now, now now an hour, hour later for me. So. Oh, God. Yeah. I so th- I'm gonna need to wake up earlier. <laughs> well, no, well, yeah, we'll have to work, especially because you guys will you guys will go back at some point soon, won't you? Do you have daylight savings where you are? Yeah, but I thought we already did it. But let me look. maybe it, I don't know. Um, I I actually took it. Like, I got back from Maple and took like an hour nap, so I was like, I was good to go. But there you go. So there's there's kind of that benefit of it. But never mind. November first. The first. So, hey, we got a few weeks, and then we'll we'll work that one out when it comes. But yeah, I didn't wake up earlier. So this is not what people want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is why it's at the back end of the pod when most people. Have yeah, listening. if anyone's still listening. Dear God. Well, like, look, most people really get to the college football part and go, yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're out in this too because nothing much happened. So, yeah. It should be an exciting week. I'm sure there'll be an upset somewhere. Or, I mean, even like Penn State, Iowa, you know, it's just – and there's just some really good colorful matchups like LSU at Florida at 8 p.m. on ESPN. That'll be really colorful yeah. at night in Baton Rouge. That's like a magical atmosphere. So. Yeah. I would pick LSU to just threat. I mean, they're a 13 and a half favorite over a Florida team that's only two spots behind them. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I I'm 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 enjoy- like it's a good one for uh, you know, just if we you know doing a touch of Heisman watch just for Burrow to see like that's a big big game for him to come out and and sling it and and put his stake in the ground for really having a chance at that one, because um, I don't think yeah. I still don't think Trevor Lawrence has, has separated himself very well at all. Um, not that he's terrible or anything; he, it's just he hasn't. I done mean, it. just comparatively to the other big three, which is Hurts, yeah. um, Tua, and then Burrow, and I'm, I'm leaving somebody out, but Dobbins at Ohio State is pretty special. Yeah, I mean, back. I mean, yeah, yeah, Justin Herbert was is occasionally <laughs> mentioned but i don't think he's any he's not anywhere close so need more than 17 points yeah, yeah <laughs> against <yeah>. cal <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no i think yeah, this is a big week for barry like this is these are the games that'll that'll decide the heisman i always look back and uh, i've mentioned on the pod before that johnny football game against uh, against alabama and there was a, a yeah. couple of those players are just iconic you know replayed you know millions of times over the next couple of days and those are the games you win the Heisman in when you get big, big, big games, big plays against big teams, um, ranked teams close around you. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. And Burrow's certainly going to have his opportunity to do it. Yeah, with Auburn and Alabama coming up. So, and this would be the you know you need the momentum coming off this. I don't think Florida's as good as number seven, 
but yeah. hey, that was a big win um, this past weekend. Probably the biggest of the weekend. So. Yeah, certainly. Um, anyway, that probably about wraps that one up. We'll, uh, I don't know how much football talk we'll get in next week because uh, we'll be doing our NBA preview pods and it'll just be whatever fits in around that. So, but, you know, until next time, we're about to record, as per usual, running onto the second one, soccer pod, so keep listening out for that one as you finish this one. Um, I think Brad, friend slash enemy of the pod, listens to both. Um, I think we influenced <laughs> yeah. I, I think we influenced him to buy a Chelsea jersey, so, you know, the soccer pod does good nice. things. Does good things for the uh, the capitalist um, empires of the soccer world. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, until next time, stay sportsgasmic. Carafe.